just understand the person that you're talking to. Know that they get called all the time. You're not the only person and figure out how you can best help them and make it less about you. I think that's really what has helped us kind of fill the funnel in such a short amount of time. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. We got a good one tonight. Got a guest on, gentleman by the name of Mark Fox, doing it big out there in Florida, booking meetings left and right, 37 appointments in 20 days. You heard it right. We're going to get into that in a minute. Show sponsor, Virtue Health. Check us out, virtualliance.com, your private group, Stop Loss Purchase and Consortium. Check us out. My co host, the usual, Craig Lack. What's up, Craig? Hey, boom shakalaka. I want to hear about Florida. I thought there were other brokers in Florida, but apparently there isn't anybody. Can't yeah. wait to hear. Yeah, I, I can't wait to hear about how if you cold call, it actually works and you don't give up. So that being said, let's welcome to the show, Mark Fox. Welcome, my friend. Thank you, gentlemen. Good to be here. Hey, hey, hey. Excellent. Excellent. So, you know, before we go into it, Obviously, everybody saw the headline with 37 and 20 days. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell me, just, just for perspective standpoint, for guys that are newer in the industry, I want them to hear it. Even guys that are old in the industry, just hear it from a younger guy doing it, right? Not a lot of experience, and he's doing it, making it happen. So tell them your age, when your industry started, when you went on your own. Just give us a little background so the viewers know. Yeah, sure. So... I got in the industry about nine years ago, and I I had started with the duck, and uh, was trudging the streets, knocking on doors, physically knocking on doors, and it was it was rough. It was really bad. I was there for about six months, and quickly realized that there was no money in it. So I left and started my own agency with basically no knowledge or experience. Did that for three years. Struggled the first two. Uh, I was bartending while I was also trying to build my agency. The third year, uh, I was like, man, I've got I've to figure something out. So I, I created this thing. I literally invented the per employee per month fee. At least I thought I did. <laughs> and that's when things started taking off and did pretty well. I ended up selling my business to a larger brokerage. I worked for them for a couple of years and then went independent back in October of uh, 2020. And I was, I was a bit nervous. I was like, man, I, I really don't... I know I've done this before, but... I really do understand the struggles that I'm about to face, and I'm not sure if I'm mentally prepared for it. So I spent a, a month or two trying to get my you know, business off the ground and just building it up as far as from a, a, an administrative perspective. And then I was trying to figure out, okay, what am I going to do for marketing and reaching out to people? And of course, I've, I'm, I'm in huge debt to, to you, Craig, and, and John for you know, everything you guys have taught me. It's been a whirlwind over the last few years. I, I actually started watching Heads Up Advisor when you guys first started. And I have seen probably every episode, at least the first two years of episodes, four times each. And it's not because you guys are so good looking. <laughs> it's just because you guys have great content. Every speak time I yourself. watch an episode, I learn more stuff. What'd you say? I said, speak for yourself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you've, so really, you've only been in business like as a sole practitioner, maybe five, six years. Right? Not even. Yeah, 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 not even right. So if you were, if you counted like that age of experience as a child, I mean, as a five and six year old, I mean, you basically, you barely stopped wetting the bed a couple of years ago. So, 
there's there's so much opportunity for you to learn. I appreciate that. I'm it's I'm excited. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Tell me how before you get started, how close to you, right? Because we we've talked before and you got your brother involved, and how close to you were you to quitting and getting a, oh. a, a job? Man, uh, well, back when I had my own agency, I was uh, I was definitely ready to throw in the towel, especially that second year. But now, since I went back on my own, let me give a, a little bit of a, a background story on that. So, I got when I got on back on my own back in October 2020. I, I was trying to figure out, you know, how I was going to make dials and, and make get leads, I should say. And I ran into Paul Seeger, obviously through Heads of Advisor, reached out to him. So I was like, man, this is the way I got to go because I know I need data. I know I need to make calls. So Paul's like, hey, listen, I'll make the first few calls for you, help you get some of the the butterflies out of you and so you can relax and just get less stressed. And I'm like, great, that sounds awesome. So he he did the first three dials and booked an appointment on the third dial. I'm like, man, this guy booked an appointment on the third dial. This data is awesome. I can do this. So the second day came around and I did 60 dials and didn't book a single appointment. <laughs> I was pretty pissed. I was like, okay, I don't know who this guy is, but he just swindled me. <laughs> this isn't working, but I was like, all right, I can do this again. I, so second day came around. I'm like, we're just going to do some more dials. So I did 60 more dials and not a single another appointment. So now I'm 120 dials in to his three and not one appointment. And Craig, you're right. I, I was like, I'm done with this. I'm I mean, this is ridiculous. I felt like I just got beat up by all the CFOs hanging up on me. Some of them cussing me out. I'm just like, this is this is ridiculous. This isn't for me. And then in the back of my mind was you and John saying, you know, how people try stuff for like a month or something and they say they throw in the towel because it's not working and you just got to stick through it and figure things out, get better at it and improve. So that third day, I was like, you know what? I don't even care if I book an appointment. I'm just going to make my dials. I'm going to do my 60 dials. And if you don't want to book an appointment with me, fine. I, I just don't care. I'm just going to get through my dials and then have the rest of the day to myself. I booked two appointments that day. <laughs> it kind of was a wake-up call for me because I was like, well, all right. So I need to have a I don't need you. I don't necessarily care attitude. I think I sounded maybe a little bit too needy on the phone uh, the first two days, maybe a bit too nervous. So then the fourth day came around, booked another appointment. Fifth day came around and booked another appointment. Then I was scheduled to be on a fairly long vacation that was well-planned in advance. So I had to go and do that. Let's pause yeah. there, right? So you made a really big point. Yeah. You know, I didn't care. I had nothing to lose. And I was going to enjoy the rest of my day, damn it. Guess what? It came across in your voice. If you've ever heard Paul talk, I swear it sounds like he works at a mortuary. Okay? <laughs> so you you couldn't have a, a more uncaring voice than him. So somewhere between that and finding your own style, you have to learn how to sound not needy, fake, desperate, you know, like all your competitors. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And that, that helped out a lot. 2020 hindsight, I kind of see the value of it now since we've kind of, we've gone through the phases of, of booking appointments, but you know, that first week, man, it was tough getting just the first dial. That's what it is. It was, as long as I could force myself to do the first two to three dials, then I could get through the other 57. But that first dial, first, second, third dial, that's that's where it's rough. And uh, I told my brother about this, and he's like, you you booked how many meetings? And, and, and how much is that lifetime value worth? And so I started going through the numbers, and uh, he sells uh, gutter protection services, keep the leaves from going in your gutters. No experience in the industry at all. And he's like, man, I got to get in on this. So he jumped on board with me. 
And now he he works with my agency. So we hit it full time January 1st. And uh, during that time, we booked 37 appointments in 20 days. Wait, now, I'm, I'm sorry. Most Americans are enumerate. They don't understand math. So did you mean 3.7? Uh, 3.7. Did you misplace the decimal? Oh, I probably did, yeah. 37? <laughs> 37. Wow. And you almost quit. <laughs> I did, yeah. I almost quit. I was like, I'm yeah. out of here. This is, He pulled one over on me. This isn't working. It was a good testimony to just work hard and improve, find ways to improve. My biggest hurdle was just data. I didn't have good data, contact information. I was spending a month just to get the direct cell phone number or direct phone number or email address of a CFO for, you know, for five leads and then getting crushed when they would say, I'm not interested real fast. <laughs> so it's worth investing into good data. And for me, that was Paul Seegert and his team. They laid it out on a platter for me, ready to go with a CRM and script and everything. So that was the way to go for me. I did use a LinkedIn Navigator. I had uh, my edge and uh, I was trying to pull information off of there and make it work. And it just, it was time sucking. It, it's a lot of work to create quality leads. And Paul's team just did that for me, ready to go. So when I'm picking up the phone, you know, I know how much we're roughly about that we can save them. I know about roughly how big they are. I know, you know, their email, cell phone, you know, direct line, all that kind of stuff, ready to go. And if you want to, if you want to drive leads, if you really want to set a lot of appointments, that's the name of the game is you have to be organized, have a good CRM with good data in it and a system that you can trudge through them. Let's pause there. Yeah, because you made a good point, right? So famous guy said, look, if I had 60 minutes to save the world, I'd spend 55 minutes thinking about the problem first and then solve it in the last five minutes. Okay. Now for those, some of you, you know, if that was, if that was too much for you, then there's the old story of uh, the two guys competing in the forest, cutting down trees. Right. And so the one guy could cut down trees faster than anybody, but he never sharpened his ax. The other guy stopped every hour and for 15 minutes, he sharpened his ax. And at the end of the competition, the guy who stopped to sharpen his ax won the competition because that's what you have to do, right? You you have to prior proper preparation prevents piss poor performance. It's as old as time, but it's very true. Yeah, yeah, that definitely is is right where I was with things is, you know, trying to, you know, learn from you guys and improve on how am I going to do this? So talk to me about the calls for a minute. Like, yeah. For the listeners learning, any questions you guys have, put below. Let me say hello to some of you guys out there. Michael Jurgens, Daniel, Pat, Bill Schmaltz. Who else? The Mortician. Yeah. So let's lay out a little outline for guys that are either calling. And look, if you're you're looking at your newer industry, you got to be cold calling. Period. End of story. You do it with a combination of emails as well. It's, it's a lot more sophisticated pick up the book, Predictive Revenue. If you have in SAS book, it'll talk about the cadences. That's what you need to do on top of the cold calling. And so lay out kind of how you go into your day when you're doing these calls. Is there call times, time blocking? Talk to me about that for a second. Yeah, that was really difficult. It is not allowing shiny objects to distract me. That was something I, I had to learn to overcome and really set aside time to do my dials. So I had to, in the beginning, it's a little bit different now, but and I'll explain why later, but uh, in the beginning, I had to block off time, make sure I made my dials. And I quickly found out that the best time to make those dials was 
8 a.m. to 11 a.m. So it's a three-hour period, you know, typically before they're getting super inundated in the day. That was my best time of dialing. I typically stayed away from lunch hour, you know, that 11.30 to 1 p.m. window. I stayed away from it. It was terrible. I hardly got any meetings during that time. So I could use that hour and a half to go get lunch and also take care of things that weren't booking me appointments. Then after in the afternoon, that 1.30 to 4 o'clock window was good. It wasn't as the best time as that morning, those morning hours, but the afternoon can be good, that 1.30 to 4 what we did is actually we have leads that are in Eastern time and in central time. So we can overlap those leads over that lunch period and only have a 30 minute window of downtime since we have the hour difference. So I would do your leads to where you have uh, different hours or different time zones. So you can spread those out. Just you know, is also huge because what, what's the line you use, Craig, the, the habits more important than the, uh, the habits more important than the effort. That's why you should just drive to the gym. Even if you don't work out. <laughs> yeah I, and i think the reluctancy of call it goes down over time the more you do it every time you go back to doing it it's extremely difficult you go through the same thing over and over and if you're going to be calling keep that in mind if you're not definitely hire somebody to be calling but if you're newer you got nothing but time so get your ass kicked in and start making calls talk Except to me about you do the things unsuccessful people aren't willing to do and success is inevitable Mm-hmm. It never fails in any industry. Have Success you, is the other side of fear is what you, you say, and I, I learned that. So, no, All the cool things in life are on the other side of fear. Yeah, there you go. That's my favorite. Talk to me about dealing with objections, right? You're getting kicked in the mouth. You got to have tough skin. Walk me through some of that. Yeah, yeah. So we had a quick story for you. We had a guy who booked an appointment, and then hours after having booked an appointment, even though we sent him the calendar invite, which you, by the way, you should do very quickly after booking appointment. It's dead tomorrow. Do it 10 minutes, five minutes, do it right away. So we had this guy book an appointment with us. And then hours later, he said, after reviewing CBG, which is the name of our agency, it is clear to us that we do not need to be doing business with you. And I need you to hear me when I say this. No. They put it in exclamation mark and, uh, and, and in quotes, like we're little kids and send it to us. So, you know, that kind of put us down. We're like, well, what was it? I mean, I know our website's not amazing, but it's decent, you know, like what was it? You know, he must've been mistaken. He, he thought it was a different t- company, you know? And so we chalked it up to, Hey, that's sales. It happens. You know, <laughs> we're going to get rejection and we have to have that thick skin to deal with it. Some of the problems that we had, you know, going into it and you guys are going to face this as well. You're going to have problems. You're going to have to figure it out. The first one was booking appointments. We overcame that by making more dials. That's how we, we, we overcame it. The second one was just really actually getting information from the groups. And thanks to someone up in the Hunters Club helped us out. They mentored us on how they got information out of groups. And, you know, iron sharpens iron. So I really appreciate Heads Up Advisor because we can all kind of network and help each other out. So now we're getting better on getting information from groups within just seven days. So that was a hurdle we had to overcome. The next hurdle, which I'm dealing with right now, (laughs) and I'm trying to figure out how to deal with it and get better at it, is not allowing the leads in the bottom part of my funnel distract me from putting new leads in the top part of my funnel. I never knew that was going to be an issue, but it is now. It works Um, so good, I stopped doing it. (laughs) Yeah. Universal truth. Yes. Yeah. 
those are some of the issues we face and we're, we're working through them. Like you guys said, we're still new at this. You know, we started, we started full time in January. We're now in March. We closed our first business in uh, February. We just got a verbal confirmation of our second group this week. So we're really excited about that. And we've got a lot in the hopper. So Mark, let me give you an idea on how to overcome that hurdle, right? Where, where new leads get in the way of the old leads who've expressed interest. Tell me the size of the problems that bother you, and I'll tell you the size of your earnings problem. I'll tell you the limits of your earnings, okay? What you're experiencing is you have to increase the size of your goals because if your goals are larger, then the new fresh leads will never get in the way because you're always behind in trying to accomplish your goals. When you set your goals too low, stuff works, so you stop doing it because you've met your goal. That's a symptom of your goals being way too small. Think bigger. Does that make sense? It does, yeah. And it and another aspect to that is also scheduling issues. So it's going back to the basics of, of time blocking, right, for making new calls. And I don't know if it was necessarily we've arrived in success issue, but more of a, uh, we're, we, we find ourselves giving ourselves excuses to spend too much time on the ones that are on the bottom side of the funnel and, and realizing that's kind of sucking our time away on maybes. My brother has a really good point that he says often that you'll starve on maybes. And it's so true because I just want a yes or a quick no and move on. But if you keep on saying maybes all the time, you know, I'll, I'll starve on that. Yeah, refine your refine your process to get through that response and, you know, pitch call so that it doesn't suck the life out of your prospecting. What size groups are you calling here, Mark? Yeah, so we're calling on groups anywhere from 30 lives up to 500. So it's it's kind of a a broad range of groups that we're calling on and it's it's always the objection mode is where we're finding our meetings getting booked. I mean, very rarely are we picking up the phone, calling a CFO and he's like, yeah, I want to book a meeting with you. <laughs> no, never happens. Uh, they're too busy. They've got, you know, 15 million hats that they wear. So dealing with those objections is key. That's where you're going to set your appointments. I tend to use one strategy over and over again. There's several out there, but you know, if I get somebody outright and they're like, I'm not interested. Oh, hey, hey, Bob, I'm sorry you're not interested. Uh, listen, it sounds like it's maybe not about lowering SGNA. That's the issue. It's probably just terrible timing on my part. So what if I just follow up with you in a couple of weeks and see if your schedule has improved? Does that sound fair? And almost every time they're like, yeah, that sounds fair because they just think they're getting me off the phone. <laughs> and then when I call back in two weeks, they feel you know beholden to me in the fact that you know, well, he kept his end of the deal. He he called me back and now I owe him a meeting. So usually how that call goes is, hey, Bob, listen, we spoke two weeks ago and you had mentioned that you were neck deep in closing out 2020 books um, and you wanted me to call today to book our appointment. So I'm looking at Tuesday, the 18th. What does your schedule look like on that day? And I go right into booking the meeting because he's already given me permission to. <laughs> It's beautiful. You know, everybody always asks, what's a script? What's a script that you use? And I like to always say, it's not so much what you say, it's how you say it. Tonality. You know, studying Jordan Belford, it's very tonality driven and psych psychologically driven. 
and you play tricks on people. My ex cold caller was really, really good at that, at framing words and things and getting them to do certain things where they, they kind of short circuit their brain. Right. Because if you go into the typical questions or this or that, they have the autoresponder of the objection. So talk to me a little bit about scripting, maybe what you say for some of these guys listening that could could kind of go off something here. Yeah. So I'll just go through a call, you know, I'm uh, when they're answering the phone. Hey, Bob, this is Mark from CBG. How's it going? I like them to get a word in edgewise. I don't like to jump jump right in. I want them to say good. It's a good day. How, how's it going? And I also get to hear their tonality and they're either going to do two things. They're either one, they're going to pretend that they know me, <laughs> which is great. Or they're going to say, well, who is this? Well, this is Mark Fox from CBG. We, we've not met before, but I just wanted to reach out to you because our team did some research on ABC Construction Company. And uh, we found a way for you guys to lower your non-cash compensation costs by $250,000 this year. And uh, I just wanted to offer to jump in a quick web meeting for about 10, 20 minutes to show you some case studies on how we've been able to do that for other organizations your size, uh, if you're open to it. And I just stay real quiet. And at that point, they're either going to drill down, say they're not interested. If they drill down, if they say they're not interested, I do the pitch I just told you, right? Well, it just sounds like it's bad timing, right? Yeah, it's bad timing. Okay, well, I'll tell you what, I'll, call, I'll follow up in a few weeks. Or they'll drill down and say, now, what is this again? Well, this is actually going to be your healthcare spend, and y'all's is a big one. That's the reason why I'm reaching out to you. I just wanted to show you some case studies on how we've been able to do that for other organizations your size. Like you said, it's less about what you say. You know, Paul says this all the time. It's, you know, who the heck are you? Are you going to waste my time? And sometimes if I'm dealing with a CFO, that's kind of that A type, that one that, you know, I can tell that they just really want the nuts and bolts right now. I'll let them know, say, hey, Bob, listen, I know you get a lot of sales calls and you've got to decipher which ones are going to be a waste of your time. I can guarantee you that this is not going to be one of those. That's actually the reason why we guarantee our results 10 to 1. I challenge you, find somebody else in healthcare that can that can guarantee their results 10 to 1. It just doesn't happen. So what I want to do is spend 10 minutes, just show you some case studies, have a short conversation, see if a longer one makes any sense for the future. Does that sound fair? And, and I just push right back to them. So you got to know when to push them for a yes or when to kind of let them mull and stew over it and let them off the phone. So there's certain times when I like to let them off the phone, give them a hook, say, hey, it's just bad timing. And then there's other times when I'll push back a little bit and say, you know, hey, this is the reason why you need to book a meeting with me and I'll be very assertive. I mean, they're sharks. They can smell blood in the water. They know if you're nervous. So you got to be ready for that be ready for the objections. Yeah, and you can see how smooth it's coming out of his mouth. And that's just really due to repetition, right? We talk about practicing all the time. How many episodes we talk about? was the recent one, Craig, right? Practicing and getting better yeah. at what we do. We don't do that. Do it on and, the phone. Record yeah. yourself. Hence the Hunters Club's calls every Friday is to stay sharp. But what you're hearing from him is, is going objections, going left, going right, pivoting. You know, it's like a, a trained athlete. That's how you have to be on the phone. Because like Mark said, that when you're weak, they know you're weak. They will run you over, especially if you're calling on the East Coast. They will run you over. So you don't have much time, and you've got to get good and be able to pivot and get over. I always like to say the walls, right? The objection wall, just right over it. Bob, I hear what you're saying, but let me say this, right? Get out of the way, right? But as you can see, this is all from him being sharp and calling, what, two, three months now? Yeah, just two and a half months, yep. Yeah, I mean, it's great. Talk to me a little bit about tools, any tools that you may be using that's been helpful to you. 
Yeah. Yeah. So a couple things on that. We use Paul CRM, which is uh, fresh works to good CRM the way, especially the way he puts the leads in there. Personally, I, I also like Zoho CRM. It's a really good, a very, very full platform where you can run every aspect of your business on Zoho one, $35 a month per employee. So if you're like me and you have no employees, that's pretty cheap. <laughs> We also put together a whiteboard. You guys can't see, you can't see my office because of the way I purposely have my camera. My office is a walk-in closet, okay? So you don't have to have a big office. I got that canvas off of Groupon for super cheap. I've got a picture of me and Damon right there. So it doesn't have to be a super nice office. Just make sure it's decent. You got good lighting. But one of the things that you can't see behind my computer is a whiteboard where I have all of my accounts listed there. And so on the first column, I kind of make like a spreadsheet out of the whiteboard. And this is really important for me. This is super helpful to have something, you know, that I can place my eyes on every time I walk into the office. It's right there. My hottest leads are right there. Anybody who books an appointment with me goes on that board. I made fun of my brother a little bit because he had a, a big 10 foot whiteboard, a big teacher's whiteboard that he brought into his tiny little office. It took up the whole wall, you know. And I was making fun of him. I was like, dude, you need a smaller whiteboard. That's ridiculous. And then uh, January hit and I ran out of space on my whiteboard. <laughs> he obviously knew what he was doing, getting that bigger one. But yeah, the whiteboard is really important. So that first comma, I just want to walk you through that. I've got the company name. Then I've got the contact, you know, the CFO's name. Then I have the date of the original appointment when it was booked, you know, February, whatever, January, whatever. And then I have what stage that they're in. And I do it uh, color-coded. The stage is color-coded in different dry erase markers, red, green, blue, whatever. It's in meeting stage, meaning the, the meeting is booked, but it hasn't happened yet. It's in the info stage, meaning we had the meeting and they're willing to give us info, but we still need to get it. The cost modeling stage, we got the info back. We're now presenting the cost modeling to them. And then, you know, hey, we won the account, the last one. And then at the last column on my whiteboard, I have or second to last column, I have a way to rate them personally, one to 10, 10, they're really, really hot lead one, they're crappy lead, but they're still on my board. And then my very last column on my whiteboard is just a small note, follow up April 15th, follow up, you know, March 31st, or meeting whenever I have those notes in my CRM, and I use my CRM to follow up on those leads. But it's really nice to have my hottest leads staring me in the face every day. And it reminds me I need to get on the phone. That's helped, helped me a lot using, uh, using that tool. Another thing is, is uh, VoIP systems on the computer. My brother's really big into this and he uses it all the time. He swears by it. So your, your fingers, your hands never have to leave your keyboard or your mouse, right? So you can click, you know, Google voice or jive or some other via voice over IP phone system where you can literally just click the number on your screen and it dials for you. And then you go to the next lead, dials a number, dials a number. So you can be really quick and be better at getting more dials in per minute. When I first started, I was keeping track of my minutes per dial. And I knew that I had to get under two and a half minutes to really make all the dials that I needed to do for that day. And it was actually very hard for me to get to two and a half minutes. You have to be very organized because you have, you know, call logs, press one for this, press two for that, that eats up your two minutes, you know? So those are, those are some of the tools that we use to stay organized and make sure we're getting the dials out. Excellent. Talking about follow for a second, how are you dealing with maybe somebody says, call you back. Now's not a good time or they have a meeting. You have a meeting booked and 
let's say you have a meeting book and they don't show up. I'm sure that's happening a lot on Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> so that's actually a stage of my whiteboard is a big red G for ghosted. And in January, I had some really good accounts, 300 plus accounts, 300 employee plus accounts ghost me. They didn't show up. Right. And I took that so personally. I'm like, why would you waste my time? My time is very valuable. And so I'd reach out to them to reschedule. Obviously, it's a bad time for you. I'm just trying to reach out, let find out when would be a good time to reschedule. And I did that. And I literally, I put them on a weekly basis for the first few weeks. And then I put them on a two-week basis, meaning I called them, emailed them, and texted them every Tuesdays and Thursday. And then I put them on a Monday, Wednesday, Friday to where I would text, call, and email them on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Guys, don't do that. That was a waste of my time. <laughs> I literally did over 40 touches with some of these individuals who ghosted us and didn't show up to the meeting to result in zero rebooked meetings. So what I've done now is if they ghosted me, I'm following up, I'll call, text, email once or twice. And then if I still don't hear anything, that's it. The, de- the lead is dead. It's done. And I'm moving forward. Instead of wasting 40 different touches on the same person who was rude and didn't show up because they're just not interested. They they booked the meeting in the beginning just to get me off the phone probably because they don't have the heart to say no, I guess. I'd rather a no. So that's something I, I recently just learned. And, and my brother kind of had to slap me over the head a little bit and say, hey, dude, you're wasting way too much time on these people who have just ghosted you. So yeah, that's kind of how we're dealing with those now. Yeah, you got to move on at some point. I mean, that's why you need yeah. a lot of prospects. Yeah, there's so yeah. many people call. If that's what they're going to do, that's what they're going to do. You're going to move on. I mean, if if it's a, if it's around renewal time, you can work them again next year and try them. I, but, I like Jeremiah Desmarais' email, the seven magic words, right? Are you still interested in, and that's in the subject line of the email. That's it. Just send them that. That's your last sign off. Yeah, that's yeah good. guys, any questions for Mark here while we got him on, definitely go ahead and put them in the comment section below. If you're listening on the podcast, on the the uh, recording, definitely check us out every Thursday, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on YouTube or Facebook. What else do you want to add, Mark? I just, uh, a couple of things, just invest in yourself, invest in your tools, don't wait, get good data, dial with purpose, understand their industry, don't call them and not know what business it is and don't mispronunciate their name or their company name. Take 10 seconds to Google how to pronounce something. I've done that before. I'm dialing in Louisiana. Some of those Cajun names in Southern Louisiana are pretty hard to say. So, you know, Google how to pronounce it. They all rhyme with redneck. Yeah, well, kind of, kind of. They're, they're their own breed. I, I lived in Alabama for nine years. The Cajun individuals are a little, they're their own breed. Yeah. Just go to their website, take two seconds. So, if they're under 100 lives, I'm just dialing. I'm just dialing. If they're over 100 lives, then I might take just about 10 seconds while it's ringing and pull up their website because I already have their email address. And nine times out of 10, their website is the extension on their email address. So I'm just highlighting, right-click, open a new tab while it's ringing. So when they open up, I already know what industry they're at. I already know what size they are because it's in the CRM. So just just understand the person that you're talking to. Know that they get called all the time. You're not the only person. And figure out how you can best help them and make it less about you. I think that's really what has helped us kind of fill the funnel in such a short amount of time. I, I hope I watch this same episode a year from now 
and laugh at myself at underestimating our abilities, like you guys were saying earlier. So it's been a good journey and I absolutely love helping employers and, and learning every day. Every, every aspect has been a learning curve. You guys need to go back and watch some of the heads up advisor videos from the first year, the second year. I've talked to a lot of you guys and you've been missing out. There are some extremely good content. You can watch two, three times in a row and still get golden nuggets from when you're doing your morning walks or whenever you exercise or you're on the car, car driving, you don't have to actually watch the video. You can put it on a Bluetooth, listen to the audio. That's really what has helped me. I kind of sound like Craig sometimes with Craigisms when I'm on the phone with prospects. So I sound like I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Use it, man. Yeah. Hey, what you're hearing is a student of the game. I like you reminding them because we, we dropped some dimes on them, Craig, that first year, didn't we? We came out guns blazing the first six months. And if you were listening on the podcast or you're listening on YouTube, you got to join a private Facebook group in order to get it because they're only in there. We still sell more than they do. <laughs> That's right. Uh, we got a question here. Sources for data. Where are you getting the data from? Yeah. So, you know, that was originally going to be my edge. And I realized that they're, I mean, uh, not my edge, but uh, Info USA. And I realized that their minimum order was 10 grand. Guys, I'm living off of savings. I don't, I don't have that kind of money to invest. So it was cheaper for me to pay monthly and, and hire someone that could buy a smaller amount, a smaller chunk. I only need 300 leads. I don't need 3000. Okay. So that's the reason why I partnered with Paul because he has that ability to buy them in, in different chunks and different abilities. So Info USA has some really good data. There's another one called Rocket Reach. It's 50 bucks a month. Lead IQ is like 75. That's kind of a little bit better than Rocket Reach. Uh, you guys turned me on to Seamless AI, which is about 150 bucks a month. Um, I've heard really good things about that uh, organization as far as from a quality lead standpoint, but I hope that helps. Yeah, right. they're out there. Look, you could partner with a payroll company. They got the database on everybody. If you're single, I'd be pressing hard to date payroll people. They have unlimited cash flow. They got a database on everybody. Yeah, it's amazing. They went up to 10,000. I remember when we could, I could buy a monthly and download a certain amount a month. So I used to have my virtual assistant in the Philippines, like manually go in and, and, and co copy paste each one, one by one. Cause I couldn't afford it either back then. That was years ago when I was building a list, but I'm actually building another list right now, obviously of advisors pulling the 5,500, looking up the agencies that control those accounts and then go into seamless AI and downloading everybody from the agency and then picking through the job title, so on and so forth. So just another way to do it. Michael Jurgen says, John and Craig have taken our, my game to the next level. We appreciate that. Like to hear that. Um, he also yeah. had a, he also had an email line as have you given up on this project subject line message hmm. for a ghoster? I like that. Yeah. Just send a blast out. I mean, if you're using that type of CRM, you could, you could tag certain ones or have them in a certain sequence where, okay, ghost sequence. Here's the ghost week sequence. It's just a, it's a trailer, two or three emails to get them reengaged, and then you can revert them back. Into hey, if you know you got the real, the right personality, you can always send them my favorite. I deal with skeptical know-it-alls every week, and so far you've done nothing to differentiate yourself from the group. <laughs> that is great. Now they'll either sign off or they'll reach out to you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so Definitely get a quick now. Worth the last sequence <laughs> of quiz. Well, look, Mark, we appreciate you coming on. Me and Craig love the fact of watching you since we've known you grow. I remember you messaging us when you first found out about 
heads up advisor. I think you you were ignoring it for I think first six months or something like that. You said, yeah. I, I remember. Yeah, and then a couple of years ago in San Diego at the convention, because you yeah. and I both spoke. Yeah, and Mark, yeah. Mark was there going, "I'm I'm going out on my own." Yeah. Yep. And it finally happened. It finally happened. Yeah. When I first heard about heads up advisor, I was like, yeah, this sounds cool. You know? And then I, I think it took me six months to watch my first episode. And then I watched my first episode. I remember this This was on Thursday night and I couldn't sleep at all after that Thursday night, Friday came, I didn't do any work except watch heads up advisor. (laughs) And I, I couldn't sleep anything that night. Saturday came same thing by Sunday. I was so tired because I hadn't slept in three nights. I uh, finally crashed and Monday came around and I, I just had a, a life like, you know, like asking myself, what am I doing? Like, this is a good idea. And like Paul says, when he sees a good idea, he implements it. So I, I got hooked on from there. And, and unfortunately, I just my, I was handcuffed, you know, and I wasn't able to implement a lot of the stuff that I was learning from Heads Up Advisor. And I know there's some other people that are that way and they need that freedom to be able to actually do the Trojan horse effect and it works. Well, we love it. We love to see where you are in a couple of years because consistency, persistency will get you there. I mean, we anybody listening that's successful have made it. You all probably see yourself and Mark and remember the days when you were first starting. So wouldn't you be surprised to know that I'm telling you from experience, guys and gals, if you work 20% smarter, you could probably increase your personal income by 50%. Think about that for a minute. Y'all are in your comfort zone. You like your lifestyle. You like everything you got going. But if you just work, take it from me, hindsight's twenty twenty. If you work 20% smarter, you can increase your W-2 by 50%. Take it to the bank. Yeah, get, get better, stay sharp. Those that keep asking, I get calls and stuff about Virtue Health's Hunters Club calls every Fridays and our private masterminds. The cost to get into the program you got to do business with us. It's that simple. Then you reap the benefits. So reach out to us, book a demo. Mark, want to thank you again. Keep killing it. Keep crushing it. Um, I look forward to having you on in the next six months to a year. And we can talk about all the accounts and, and all the stories because the money's going to come. It's just on its way. It just takes a little bit of work. Craig, any final words? Yeah. Sell like a mortician and make some money. Can't wait. Thanks guys. Mark. Thanks so much guys. Thanks for joining us as always. Keep listening. Keep learning. Happy hunting. See you next week. Same place, same time. Peace. Out.